Unbound Theatre presents The Chronicles of Professor Chronomian Temper and Temporality Written by Dario Knight and performed by Erica Sanderson Chapter 13. The Escape Astrid and Jane Camberwell were crouched behind a low, dry stone wall, hoping that Rivers had not been able to trace them after they'd fled through a dense bank of trees and into another field. His bellows of rage had bounced between the tree trunks, but now only the distant rustle of the wind fluttering the leaves could be heard. Astrid braved a peek over the wall at the open field beyond, but for a few crows in a dilapidated stone shed with a horse tied up outside, it was empty. Where's a bloody fog when you need one? she huffed. Language, young lady, Jane hissed in reply. Sorry, murmured Astrid. I still cannot understand in what way I am in danger from Mr Rivers, said Jane, other than his somewhat startling temper, which I must say I am grateful to have discovered before we were wed. It's all a bit hard to explain. Astrid replied as she crouched back down behind the wall. He's a sort of, well, a magician, I suppose. And I'm the victim of one of his conjuring tricks. In a manner of speaking, yeah. He wishes to subdue my senses into marrying him, Jane pondered. Oh, what a fool I have been. I don't think that's it, said Astrid, putting a hand on Jane's shoulder. It's not you he's trying to control. Well, actually I reckon it is, but not in a way you think. Oh, I wish the prof were here to explain it. At your service, dear heart, a familiar voice rang out. Astrid and Jane jumped to their feet, and there, on the other side of the wall, stood the professor. You took your bloody time, Astrid frowned. Astrid, hissed Jane, before turning to the professor. I take it that you are our rescuer, madam. I am indeed. Professor Cronomier, she said, raising her hat. And may I say what a pleasure it is to be of service, Mrs. Camberwell. You know my name? asked Jane with a quizzical look. I don't believe we've met. Of course not, the professor quickly backtracked. Well, perhaps in another life. Astrid here informed me of your predicament. How presumptuous. I had only just come to understand it myself. We like to try and get ahead of time if we can, the professor smiled. Now, let me just consult my little gadget here. She took from one of her larger coat pockets the control device she had liberated from the Nexus control room. With a few taps, she could see a map of the alternate realities. What the hell's that thing? asked Astrid in awe. Young woman, if I have to pull you up on your profanity once more, Jane began in a stern tone, only for the professor to interrupt. Aha! Transportation is at hand. She nodded, and her companions followed her gaze to a wall of silver mist. My goodness! It's rather early for fog, isn't it? wondered Jane. Before the professor could reply, a familiar humming noise sounded from the mist, and the silhouettes of three more of the Nexus drones began to form. Oh, not these bothersome blighters again, she groaned. Astrid, Mrs. Camberwell, hop over the wall, we need to make tracks. Over you come. The two women clambered into the field, glancing back at the strange bird-like apparitions emerging from the fog behind them. What are those creatures? gasped Jane. They look like, but they can't be. 
like great lumpy birds they are, Astrid surmised. And they can give you a dreadful peck, warned the professor. As if on cue, the nearest drone fired a shot at the wall, and lumps of stone skittered across the ground. Scarpa, called the professor, and the three women ran across the field. Don't run straight. Try and confuse them, she cried. To demonstrate, she adopted a zigzag route across the dry soil, as further shots rang out from the drones and clods of earth were sent flying up into the air along with the retreating crows. Astrid and Jane followed suit. Jane ran with all of the energy she could summon, keeping an eye on the eccentrically dressed stranger in whom Astrid appeared to place all of her trust. She noticed a peculiarly decorated fobwatch drop from her battered frock coat and quickly changed her path to retrieve it before one of the strange bird creatures could destroy it. Soon they were at the abandoned shed where the horse was grazing happily, a frayed rope tethering it to a rickety fence. Quickly, inside, ordered the professor, and the three of them dashed into the dim interior before she slammed the door. Shafts of light were cast upon them by the tiny window and the gaps in the roof timbers. How do we get away from them? Astrid panted. They can move at one hour. A raised eyebrow from Mrs Camberwell caused her to rethink. One eck of a pace. Brute force is the key from past experience, the professor replied. Ah, this should do the trick. She stooped and picked up a rusty shovel, which she examined with playful curiosity, just as the door was blasted off its hinges in a ball of fire which made the horse outside whinny in fright. One of the drones wasted no time in hovering through the flaming wreckage, only for the blade of a shovel to swing through the air and smash it squarely in the tiny lens of an eye. It flipped over and clattered to the ground, motionless. Mrs Camberwell, look out! Astrid cried as a second drone appeared at the window. Jane turned and ducked as another laser beam shot into the tiny room and blasted a hole in one of the stone walls. Quick as a flash, Astrid picked up one of the fallen rocks and hurled it to the window, knocking the drone out of the air. Oh, well bold, Astrid, cheered the professor. Mrs Camberwell, would you care to, uh, well, take care of the last? Outside, the third drone had been waiting to cut short any escape attempt. It detected movement near the door and whizzed forward to inspect the area, only for a large blanket to be thrown into its path. Ensnared, a swift downward tug brought it crashing to the earth and a blunt object soon put pay to its pursuit. Jane stood holding the shovel beside the lumpy mass wrapped in a blanket. I cannot say I relish cruelty, but I found that to be most satisfying. Slow, measured applause answered her. She turned to see Mr. Rivers walking calmly towards them, clapping his hands sarcastically. <laughs> Quite the performance, my love, he chuckled. She immediately raised the shovel in readiness of an attack, but the tool was torn from her hands. She turned to see who had intervened and almost screamed at the sight of a man identical to Mr. Rivers stood holding the weapon. Who, who, who are you? Jane stuttered. Mr. Rawlings, at your service, he smiled. May I introduce Messrs. Ridley and Roehampton? He turned to indicate the remains of the barn, where two more men, identical to Rawlings and Rivers, were dragging the Professor and Astrid out into the open. No, this is some trick. This can't be. <gasps> Jane's voice rose in terror, and then she jumped as Rivers put an arm firmly on her shoulder. She did not turn to look at him, and shivered at the sensation of his breath falling upon her neck. Such a pity our little courtship has had to come to a premature end, my love, he said gently but with no affection. Still, 
There are so many of me and so many of you, and I only need one pairing to hold. No, whispered the professor. Oh, yes, came a low growl behind her. Another identical man stepped into her view, and she realised at once from his clothing who it was. Raleigh, she growled. So nice to meet you again, Professor, he cooed with mock sincerity, then reached into her coat pocket and took out the control device. Mine, I believe. He examined it with no great care and dropped it on the ground before Rawlings, who dutifully brought the shovel down upon it and split it in two. The shovel remained lodged in the ground, and Rawlings stepped back to admire his handiwork. Now then, Raleigh continued, I have a wedding to attend, and I really must not be late. He fixed the professor with a cold stare. I have been waiting so very long for this day with my darling Jane. Then I am so very sorry to disappoint you, came a determined response. Raleigh turned to see Jane running for the upright shovel, which she wrenched from the ground and swung at Rivers and Rawlings who had leapt to follow her. They jumped back. Jane swung at Raleigh and he ducked out of the way. Roehampton and Ridley tightened their grip on the Professor and Astrid. Get out of here, Jane! Run! the Professor cried. I can do better than that, Jane said with a smile. She swung the shovel once more and severed the rope tethering the horse to the fence. She pulled herself atop the stallion as Rivers made a dash to stop her, but she kicked her heels and the steed reared up on its hind legs, kicking Rivers squarely in the jaw. I shall find you, she called to the Professor and Astrid. Don't mind us! Go! Astrid called, and Jane disappeared across the field. Bad luck, the Professor smiled at Raleigh. I've got the Jane I want, he replied stony-faced. This one can run all she likes. The plan is complete. The Chronicles of Professor Cronomier Temper and Temporality An Unbound Theatre Production Written by Dario Knight And performed by Erica Sanderson With music by Kevin MacLeod Thank you.